Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, when it comes to the garden, it's not so much a matter of us nurturing it, but the garden, garden nurturing us. And what better time to pick up the trowel and spade and get more acquainted with the natural world than right now that the summer comes into view. And it's a beautiful day, so for this industry review, I'm speaking to three green-fingered business people who own and run their own garden centres. I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel Doyle, the founder of Arboretum. Carl Jones of Jones Garden Centre in Dunabate also joins us, as does David Marr of Solace in Port Arlington. You're all very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Now, Rachel, we might start with you, Arboretum. Um, I know it well, I, many of our listeners know it, but uh, this is a fantastic business. Uh, you now are on your third site. Tell us a little bit about Arboretum and what you do. Yeah, I suppose we, you know, I started up the garden centre, imagine, 46 years ago. Go on. So, um, <laughs> and up and over garage door was my shop window, my shop front, my potting shed and everything. And now it's, it's we have, we're, as you said, it's across three sites and it's a multi-million business employing 175 people, which I never, I never thought I'd even dream of that sort of numbers. But, but it's grown and that's how it is. And. My two sons, Fergal and Barry, are totally involved. Absolutely, now they're they're they're. I tell them they're driving the bus. I'm just a passenger. They said <laughs> to me, sometimes I might be the conductor as well. But anyway, um, I think I, you might, Rachel. I think you might. <laughs> yeah, tell us, Rachel, about the uh, the four million investment that's planned for your site in Kilquade. Yeah, that's that's a huge investment. I, I Kilquade, we bought it in 2014. It's an absolutely a dream site. I remember going on it one Sunday morning and uh, the sun was shining and Barry happened to phone me and I said, I never took drugs, but I know what it's like being on them because this is my drug and that's how I look at it. It's just amazing. It's I love it. And the four million investment is in is a, a complete revamp on the on the whole of the centre. It's on seven and a half acres with two acres of display gardens and we bought the property next door, which is eight and a half acres. Hunter's Moon, and that is a, a really quaint property, um, and and it has such potential that I do lie awake. It keeps me awake at night, dreaming about it. And when are we going to see that uh, happen, Rachel? Uh, it's starting in in mid August, and and it's a six month. Uh, it's six months. We're going to keep the place open with a, a small offering of everything. Uh, because I'm because we have made a commitment to all the permanent staff that we will their jobs are safe that we we'll keep them on during okay. six months of a revamp. That's great. Well, stay with us. We'll bring in our other two guests uh, here beside me in studios. Carl Jones of Jones Garden Centre in Donabate. Carl, you're very welcome to the program. Thank you, Bobby. Now great your business here. is also around a good number of years. It started <laughs> off as a, a pick your own fruit business up there in North Dublin. Tell us more. Yeah, well, my grandfather bought the site, Bobby, back in 1955. And my father, who would have left school at around the age of 14, would have been actively working on the family farm. And he was given that piece of ground, or that farm in Donabate, and he worked it and worked it. And around the mid-70s, he started. He was in England one summer, and he saw Pick Your Own Fruit Farm. So he decided that would be a good road to go. So in the 70s, early 80s, we just had the Pick Your Own Fruit in the summertime. So... 
June, July, August, people have come out on the strawberries, raspberries, gooseberries. What a lovely idea. Phenomenal yeah. idea. Mm. And small, on the site where the garden centre is today, we had a small little barn shed. And people used to come in and weigh their fruit and that. And then that grew. We developed one of our other sheds into a retail store in the 80s. And he started growing a lot of crops, different crops to sell. And we went from just pick your own fruit to selling our own vegetables on site. Yeah. He would have had maybe 30 crops at the height of it. Different crops between fruit and vegetables and potatoes. And as it grew, my mom started making her own jam with the leftover fruit that wasn't picked and that developed and then we opened 12 months of the year our farm shop so if we used to grow a lot of our own yeah. products for that our own crops for that and then we'd visit Dublin Market and buy crops that were out of season or buy fruit and vegetables out of season and that was our farm shop going 12 months and then in the 90s people started saying would you not sell some bedding plants so we started bedding plants and then we put up a small polythene tunnel and we were selling retailing bedding plants alongside our farm shop we were, at that time I was finished school, I was working on the farm actively. A cousin of mine was supplying one of the leading uh, supermarket chains with vegetables. So I was growing a lot of veg for that at the time, along with growing the veg for selling in the farm shop. Didn't really have much of an interest in the plants, to be quite honest. Yeah. And then one of our seed suppliers said to me, would you not grow your own plants and sell in the garden centre? So we started doing that and... It took off and snowballed from that to... So so it's been a, like a <coughs> wonderful evolution then, really, where you've, as you say yourself, sort of followed your gut, but you've ended up in the garden centre business, per se. Yeah, well... And it may be slightly different to some... Which is, again, nice that it's a unique proposition, you know, that has its own history and its own personality. It does, it does. Yeah. It's like, it's a family business. So my mum and dad retired then. I took it on and... 2010 then we built the building we have now at the moment 2013 we added a restaurant 2014 we reinstated the farm shop and got that up and running so great it's been moving on okay. since then Bob you know stay with us Carl I want to bring exactly. in David Marr of Solace uh, down there in Port Arnigan David you're very welcome to the programme uh, thanks very much Bobby now tell us your story because again it's one of a different uh, a different way of coming to the table so to speak so uh, uh, tell us about Solace in Port Arlington and its evolution yeah so we're relative newbies to the the, the garden centre business uh, we only opened in May 2021 uh, we have experience in gardening in terms of we have the largest online garden centre in Ireland called uh, the gardenshop.ie we've been running that since uh, for the last decade or so so uh, we bought an abandoned steelworks here in Port Harrington back in 2017. It was once actually the largest steelworks in Ireland. And um, we dedicated about five acres of that to build a destination garden centre. So when we were sort of researching the team that we might try to build around and what would be best practice within the garden centre, uh, we actually did a tour of garden centres in Ireland. And we, myself and my business partner, we went to visit uh, seven of the top 10 grocery garden centers in the UK. And one of them, that, which had the largest turnover in the UK, we went to it and it had uh, four restaurants, including an 800-seater restaurant, which was packed. It had a, a guy selling jacuzzis. He told me he sold about 25 jacuzzis a month. And I went out to the plant section and there was nobody in it, not a single person. And it really, not so much it informed us of what we, what we would build. It certainly informed me of what we wouldn't build. I didn't want to build a sort of a shopping mall type garden centre. 
So we said we'd try to create something really unique and sustainable and eco. So I I felt that the steelworks here gave us something really um, original and special. So what we've done is we've converted what used to be the largest, uh, the main uh, warehouse hall, uh, where we, there was gantry cranes in it when we moved in originally. It was actually where um, the same building where uh, the steel for St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre was fabricated. So that's our main uh, shopping area. And we built out the four-acre site and the rest of it with recycled 40-foot uh, 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 shipping containers. Wow. So um, sort of the ethos we have here is all about um, plants, food, sustainability, and education, and also community and events. And we'd have weekly farmers markets and monthly craft markets um, and a huge number of events. Almost every weekend we'd have a, a community-based event. Yeah. That happens here. Very interesting, David. And again, you know, even your, 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 your thoughts there around having events, farmers markets, creating different activity, you know, it, it all... And it's also very interesting the fact that you were an online uh, seller of... of of gardening and and of plants before you became into the bricks and mortar side of it, which is also interesting. So three very different propositions that we have here. Rachel, I wanted to ask you a question about the importance of the food offer in a a garden centre environment. You've got uh, food and restaurants in all three of your sites. Can you tell us, firstly, how important it is, uh, maybe financially, and secondly, in terms of the overall experience? Yeah, uh, I suppose we were the first garden centre in Ireland to have a, a cafe in a garden centre. And that was a result of uh, of visiting garden centres in the UK and seeing them. And I remember thinking, that's really good. That's a reason for people to come and to have and to relax and spend time. The food offering is absolutely crucial to our business. Our cafe in Carlo sees 340 outside, inside, and just over 100 outside on the deck. And, you know, while I might think that Lockton Bridge in Carlo is the centre of the universe, maybe it's not, you know, but yet that cafe is is the key to our business. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is I think everybody now has knows what good food and, and they want to eat good food, home-cooked, wholesome food, which is part of our ethos is part of what we are and they come for for the food and they then end up buying but certainly uh, i i think the garden center is crucial it's 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 challenging but it's fantastic and i was going to put the same question to to carl jones again uh, the restaurant operation carl in terms of its importance in your overall portfolio it's pretty significant yeah it's it's the hardest thing we've ever done, Bobby. Yeah. But it is the most crucial thing to our business that we've added in that, much the same as Rachel, we looked at garden centres in the UK and when we went to take on this project, Rachel and the family were very good in helping us along the way and we got invaluable advice from them um, when we were doing it and it was the hardest thing, Bobby, that we've ever done. Yeah. I knew what I wanted but I didn't know how to get it there. Mm. So with Rachel's help, she gave us a, a food consultant that they had used and we uh, took him on board and he was invaluable to us to, from the knives and forks to yeah. the raw material to how to get it there. And it, it was challenging, but locally grown 
sustainable food, home cooked, as much home cooked stuff as we can get. All our salads are local, all our our meat is grown locally. Potatoes, veg, all North County Dublin. Yeah, so. no, I, I and and the same question to you, David, in terms of the food offer. Obviously, the farmers' markets and that create tremendous buzz. But to, is it is it important to get people to to improve dwell time? Yeah, that, that's really the name of the game. Um, we we have a reasonable amount of experience in business going into this, but I've certainly never been in a business. It's more difficult to get right and make money out of than food. Yeah. It's, it's been a real baptismal fire for us. But um, uh, finally, now that we have all the key p- personnel in place, like the, it's the area of our, our business that's growing the fastest. Like year on year, we're seeing our food turnover up by 80 or 90%. But we're working extremely closely with the suppliers within the farmers' market. Yeah. Um, so we'll say we have organic gardeners here. Um, who we're using uh, for all the vegetables that we use. And we use a local um, Fieri's butcher for our meat. And now we, we're lucky that we have Faze from Kilmore Key, our now regular feature in our, um, in our uh, farmer's market. So that, like, we have a very strong uh, fish team menu for the weekend. So I, I think that part is absolutely essential. But also we'll say to build it out for a full family experience, a recent thing we've opened is 500 square meter play area here. So it gives uh, people a break um, when they're having their food. We have a, a very large astroturf pitch and a lot of toys, things like that, directly off our food area. And that's proved to be a huge hit with our customers. Yeah. Um, um, back to you, Rachel, in terms of, you know, the, t- the time of year now. It, it's funny, isn't it, though, even though I know you, you are around your business, but it is very seasonal in terms of when people start thinking about their gardens. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And you garden by the weather, not by the calendar, which people, some people think it's it's March, so you do X, Y, and Z. And, and in the season, I'm sure the other two guests, uh, Carl and David, would be the same. Um, we we all had we had a really good February. It started off really, really well. The weather was good, and then we had the wettest March on record, which was uh, which was which was not good for any of us. And then we had a steady April, and since May Bank holiday weekend, it's gone absolutely mental. And, and and that's how it's a very changing industry. And that's why, say, at Christmas, we turned the place into a, an amazing Christmas. And December used to be the second worst, the worst month of the year, and now it's the second best month of the year. For amazing, us. yeah. So we had to be agile and flip like we had to be when COVID happened and, and go online and, and go, you know, really do it well. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's challenging, <clears throat> but I think we all, we, we're all in the business long enough to know these challenges and challenges are opportunities turned inside out and we, we embrace ch- change. Absolutely. Uh, Carl, uh, on, on, you, you said to me that you're uh, you're no longer an A to Z of plants. What does that mean? That you focus on seasonality, is that right? Yeah, so traditionally garden centres would have been <clears throat> A to Z, so you'll have carry plants that aren't flowering all year round. So your gardeners, per se, your old style gardeners would have come in and said, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. You would carry it in stock. The way our business has changed in the last number of years, it's all about the now. It's all about today, how it looks today. I want my plants 
Instagram, Pinterest. I want my plants to look like this. I want this plant. Not necessarily the name, picture. So you're selling colour and yes. you're selling impulse, yeah, yeah. impulse and larger pots. So it's all about the now. So we have probably done a bait on Swords. Swords was one of the fastest grown towns in, in Europe at one stage. Um, we're only two miles away from it, right beside the M1 motorway. So we're accessible. So a lot of houses in our area. So everybody's coming out and they want the ready-made hanging basket, the ready-made pot. They want big plants, impulse plants that are in flower, that look good now. So that's the way we've changed. Yeah. And we've moved and we see a, a trend moving to that big time, Bobby. You know, everything has to be in colour. Yeah. Um, last word to you, David, in terms of the future of the business. Um, where do you, like, the, the fact of flexibility, lifestyle, uh, all these different uh, sort of elements that make up the modern garden centre, will it continue to evolve? Yeah, I think so, Bobby. And um, I think the standard of garden centres in Ireland is excellent. Like, Rachel hasn't made it easy for people like myself trying to break onto the scene here. Um, but we're really lucky in terms of, like, when we, when we say that Solace is community-based, a lot of that is also the business community. We've over 400 registered stallholders making up our farmers and our craft market. And, like, local entrepreneurs like Moo Cow, which is um, a local dairy farm, uh, they've invested about 150,000 euros um, building a pasteurization unit and have a glass bottle dispensing machine here for milk and milkshakes. And that's a great addition uh, to our garden centre. And it's those type of partnerships with really quality local suppliers that I think will drive us to the next level. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a, it's a great sector. Um, I want to thank all my guests. Uh, Rachel Doyle, uh, the founder of Arboretum, who's a new book coming out, which you, we'll talk about another day, Rachel. Uh, Carl Jones of Jones Garden Centre in Donabate and David Marr of Solace down there in Port Arlington. Thank you all for letting us into your garden, gardening and garden centre world. <laughs> talk again soon. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks great. very much, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.